On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, Kucha is back, the team is rolling, and Blake Coleman makes his return back to Tampa for the first time since the Stanley Cup Final. All that and more, but first let's play that music. Of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday if you're listening to this a little later in the day. But on today's episode, we'll be discussing a lot of things happening in Lightning Land. Talk about Kita Kucherov. He is back in the lineup and he made his presence felt right away in last night's game. Just Picking up where he left off, we're going to be discussing the brilliance that is number 86, Nikita Kucherov. We'll be discussing the win last night. We'll be discussing Blake Coleman coming back to Emily and more. But please, we humbly ask you to like and subscribe to the show. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. That is Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. We humbly ask you also as well to give us a five-star rating wherever they allow you to. I know Spotify is newly brought out their new rating system, so please give us a five-star rating on there, as well as on iTunes. Helps the show grow, as it's already grown a lot, thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, not only in Tampa or the United States, but all around the world. So all our friends over in Europe, South America, wherever, Thank you. So let's break into it real, real fast here. So Nikita Kucherov, obviously that is the story. Playing his first game since October 16th. And he already has accumulated two points. Not much rust to shake off, really. If you watched that game last night, he saw his first couple of shifts... There was, I, I wouldn't say hesitation or or really rust at all. It was just him taking a couple of shifts to get back into the swing of things. And boy, did he make two fantastic passes that resulted in goals last night. First on Braden Points on that tic-tac-toe one-timer that just allowed Pointer to just... He he could have sat down, Scott. Uh, could have sat down. Excuse me. T- uh, tied his skate, looked at the time, and then shot. That's how much time he had. That's how much of an open net he had. And then secondly, right around the net, serving it on a platter to Palat, who, by the way, is just making me look like an absolute fool. Just. Really starting off the season, kind of. I wouldn't say struggling, but you would have expected. You should expect more out of a out of a first line forward, and he has really, really stepped it up in his last five games, accumulating ten points. Actually, sorry, eleven points in his last five games. Three goals, three of those being goals, and. A listener of ours, after I sent out a tweet because plots on my fantasy hockey team, I said, you know, it, it seems like every time he's in, I don't have him in the lineup for my for my for my team on any given night, he goes off. And boy, 
I, I, uh, one of our listeners said you should never start him again. And, and I, I am very much inclined to, to agree with that. But going back to Pilat, I mean, excuse me, to Kucherov, just unbelievable. And just the and we've spoken about it a lot on this show with Cooch, just the effect he has on this team, just even his presence. I mean, you saw it in the point goal, how the flames just gravitated towards him, even not even on that possession, but any time, any sequence in which he has the puck, it the opposing team immediately just umbrellas him. And it's a good tactic, but it's also... For for a forward as talented as Kucherov, who just the vision he has in open ice, the his his IQ level in terms of extending the play, creating space for his teammates, unbelievable. And it's just his agility and his ability to work along the boards, as we saw in the Palakal, just second to none, which makes him the best forward in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I said it. The best forward, well, the best winger. Let's let's cut it down there because I mean, we could we one could make the the uh, argument about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but yes, one of the one of the best wingers in the game, and really because of his presence last night, which was why the Lightning really wrapped up this game relatively quickly even though they didn't get their first goal of the game until the second period but as soon as we got into the third and really after i would probably say the point goal that made it two nothing i think we could all agree just by the way calgary was playing and just the way the lightning were were playing and controlling the game it was very evident that the game was pretty much all but wrapped up at that point even though you had still 10 minutes of time left on the clock at that point uh excuse me over 10 minutes of time left on the clock at that point after the point goal in the third period but the numbers don't lie and you could tell the one thing that obviously the Lightning did a fantastic job of because we have I have criticized them heavily in the past for this. And over the last month or so, they have done a fantastic job. And this is really why they are where they are right now in the standings. And that is winning the faceoffs, winning, winning the battles in the faceoff circle, winning close to 60% of their faceoffs last night, officially at 57% last night, as opposed to the Flames only winning 43. And that's what allows the Lightning to play games such as what we saw last night. And a lot of that obviously has to go back to 86, because when he's on the ice, when he's in the or on the bench, on just in the lineup, the confidence level skyrockets with this team. And the Lightning have a, I wouldn't say a overly tough schedule coming up in the next couple of weeks. I stated on the last episode that I still, I, I very much expect them to to at least be, you know, barring Florida kind of going on a little bit of a roll here. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tampa is 10 points ahead in the division by the end of the month. But having 86 back in the lineup is just it it exponentially makes that exp- that that expectation a lot more realistic. 
because he's definitely going to be a big factor in this Bruins game coming up tomorrow night, as well as the upcoming matchups on Monday and Tuesday of next week, back-to-backs on the road, Devils and Buffalo. I, I Once again, I will be in the building for that Devils game. Super excited for that. But yes, um, I, I mean, we could sit here. We could devote this whole episode to Nikita Kucherov, just the way he plays, his ability, everything. We could we could turn this into locked on Nikita Kucherov if we really want to. I mean, we might. I might. We might have to change the Twitter handle to that. But yeah, I, just the the amount of influence and the impact that he has on this team is immeasurable. And really. If we even get a sliver of what we saw from this team last night going forward for the rest of the month, we might have to discuss possibly even that 10-point cushion that they might be able to give themselves at the end of the month. Might be able to extend that to even some something a little bit higher than 10. Uh, as of right now, the Lightning are two points ahead in the division with Florida having two games in hand. So still, there's somewhat of a discrepancy, but at the end of the year, I'm not going to worry about it. That's not something that really, all the games will even out eventually. So we'll talk about a little bit more of last night's game, as well as Blake Coleman coming back, because I'm sure not just for me, but for a lot of us, him being back in the building last night for the first time since the Stanley Cup final, stirred up a lot of memories, a lot of just emotions especially for Blake uh we'll get into that but first I want to talk about one of today today's only sponsor and that is Primal Origin Oils now I'm up in New York right now we had a I want to say a massive snowstorm we probably got four inches maybe a little bit more of snow and when you live especially like I do in a cold weather state that is super windy you're going to need a beard and you know not some of us not all of us are able to grow a full beard especially one that is comes out nice and 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 just beautiful looking so we need a little help little performance enhancing oils and guess what that is where primal origin oils comes in if someone if you or someone you care about has a beard it needs to get primal maybe you're that person that has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product but guess what primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groom the products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet primal origin oils mix bombs oils and whipped butter that are renowned for the best feel feel in beard products available all the products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in these united states of america the combo kits make a great holiday gift and if you are still shopping for that special summon in your life because maybe the gifts didn't come in time because of all the shortages and all of that well, grab this because you won't regret it. This will make a great belated holiday gift. And I was gifted to the with products from Primal Origin Oils. They gave me one of their oils and it is fantastic. Has a great effect on my beard. If you don't believe me, go to our YouTube page. Look at the beard. Look how fantastic it is flowing. Now, we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenge you to compare their ingredients and the feel in your beard to other products you've used. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use the code LOCKEDON, gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. 
And we are back here for segment two on Locked on Lightning. I just want to thank all of you for your continued support and just helping the show to grow. If you want to give us a follow on social media, please go ahead and do at LO underscore lightning on Twitter and give us a follow on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. Love hearing from all of you. Reach out to the show. Tell us what your favorite part from each game. Reach out with questions. So, and I will answer them here on the podcast. So you could, it'll be like a a little long distance conversation between you and I. Uh, If you want to reach out to me directly, go ahead. Uh, My Twitter handle is DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. Love hearing from all of you, whether it's in the DMs or in the tweets. And love hearing all the questions and enthusiasm just from you in general. So moving on to last night's game, once again, just kind of a little bit more things that I've already said. I feel like it's repetitive at this point when we talk about Nikita Kucherov on the ice. He is just... He's one of those players, and there's very few of them, which why I believe he is the best winger in the National Hockey League. Just his ability to just spread out the ice. Uh, obviously, we all know that hockey is a team sport, and it's very rare and special when we get a player who has it as big of an effect on the game as Nikita Kucherov does. And I expect him over the next couple of weeks to go on an absolute tear, whether it just being points, which there are no shortage of points for him to go around for because he seems like whether or not he gets on the stat sheet or not, he is always involved in the game or not, uh, whether he's on the ice or not. So, um, man, two just two fantastic highlight reel assist last night from 86 and can't wait to see how he feasts upon the Boston Bruins tomorrow night just because going back uh, and and I'll be back in the morning tomorrow with a YouTube post as well as you know if you're listening to us on you know Spotify or the podcast platforms I will be talking about the Bruins game but I can't wait to see how he puts the Bruins in fits tomorrow because really And I've spoken about this on the show here as well as on Locked On NHL. And if you haven't listened to that, that is our third. I'm on a Thursday national spot with my co-host from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Masilli. We do a weekly ranking show. And I was talking about how the Bruins really, I'm not sold on them. Yes, they're fourth in the division and they've seemed to to start to play better. Five, three and two in their last 10. But I'm not sold on them. I still think their goaltender situation is suspect, which is why you could tell the other day, if you didn't hear, they signed who I thought he was retired. I guess he came out of retirement, but former goaltender for them took a rask to a professional tryout contract. So we'll see if he's up in the starting lineup at the NHL level at any point soon, but would highly doubt that he's going to make that much of a difference. But can't wait to see what Kucherov does against Boston because that is always an emotional game for both sides. A very high energy, almost playoff-like atmosphere that we see when they play the Bruins. And very interested to see what he does in that game, especially now. I mean, not saying that the Flames didn't play physical last night, but anytime the the Lightning go up against Boston, it, it the game is just a little bit more intense than what we see from maybe other opponents. Um especially since they are division divisional rivals. So going kind of transitioning to 
Blake Coleman. Now, if you watched the game last night, and I'm sure you could find it online, it's somewhere. But after the first whistle, they played a video package, just a tribute on the Jumbotron. And, and I spoke about it in the previous episode about how just for me personally, this was going to be a special event just because Coleman was back on back in the building for the first time since leaving on free agency, which a deal that the Lightning could not afford, but very well deserved nonetheless for number 20. And you could kind of see, especially made more sense in postgame when Blake was talking about how he got a little bit more emotional than he really expected to. And he wasn't here that long. He really wasn't here that long. Two seasons, maybe if you really want to narrow it down, maybe just a year or so. Really spent, let's face it, 10 months with this team. And probably the biggest effect I've ever seen a player, single player, have on a team within that shortest span. And just to lay this out for you, he has played 64 games for the Lightning, playing nine with them right after he got traded from the Devils during the 2019-2020 season and playing 55 last year. And that is that translates to 14 goals and 32 points. But just the amount just the, the impact that he had not only on this team, you could tell just not saying that when Barkley Goodrow came back to Tampa or even months ago when Yanni Gord came back with Seattle, that th- what they did, the contributions that they had for this team was not as significant. But I feel like when the Lightning made that trade at the trade deadline, and if you want to go all the way back, I at the time was hesitant to be optimistic about this because at the time now let's let's put this into context the lightning were coming off blowing a series in the playoffs the previous season after being the top team in the nhl to the columbus blue jackets in the first round let's all not forget even though you know this we have they have won two cups since then we still have to talk about the bad before we could go into the good so at the time The Lightning giving up a first-round draft pick, as well as one of their top prospects, almost seemed a little desperate to me at the time. Because, and my reasoning at the time was, well, what if Coleman comes over here and doesn't play as well as we would expect him to? And I kind of spoke about that as well, because remember... Like I just stated, he only played nine games with Tampa that season. And now he's at this point in time going into the playoffs with really not that much time around his team. And then as history states, he was one of the biggest contributors to this team within the last two playoff runs. And like I said on the last episode, I firmly believe The Lightning don't make that trade for Blake Coleman at the time, you know, regardless of getting good row and and adding some of the pieces that they did, like Bogosian. I don't believe that they win that first cup 
And I firmly don't believe that they win the second cup. And I still, I will always believe that. So, you know, just a bittersweet moment for Lightning fans at Amelie last night, just because of you're celebrating 64 games of a player who I firmly believe if the Lightning had the money, Coleman would have been here for the rest of his career. And who knows? Who knows um, what the future holds? Maybe the Lightning could make a deal in the future for him, bring him back here. Or once his contract is up in Calgary, uh, he could return. Because it seemed like he he never wanted to leave, other than the fact that because this team was competitive and everything that he helped this team accomplish, uh, he it seemed like he was ready to call this place home. So we'll discuss a little bit about the Brewing game in just a little bit. Obviously, I will be putting out a preview episode tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that. That will be on YouTube as well as, of course, on the podcast platforms. But once before we go into the break, I want to thank you all for please liking, subscribing, and following this show. And turn on those notifications if you're following us on an app-based podcast platform, because as soon as the newest episode drops, you will get a notification on your phone. You could download it, listen to it later, whether you're rolling around tomorrow for your weekend plans or you're just getting up after having uh, a fun Friday night. So in just a bit, we'll be discussing the Bruins and wrapping it up. But first, here's our break. And we're back here on segment three slash the wrap up. Now. I'm just going to come out of the gate and say it. And maybe this is a little cockiness coming from me. But this is a big game with the Bruins. Obviously, a divisional opponent, a team that I have come out and said, I just don't like. I think they're very overrated. I don't like them because, I mean, I don't like them just because of the rivalry. The Bruins are a little banged up right now. They're missing Charlie McAvoy. Uh, He is out. With a lower body injury, Thomas Nozek out COVID, Carson Kumlin out with COVID, Jake DeBrusque healthy and safety protocols. Uh, we'll see if he's available for tomorrow. Probably not. He went out with that on the fourth. Plus, it just looks like DeBrusque wants out of Boston, so that kind of tells you what's going on there. Um, but this Boston team, like I stated, does not scare me in the slightest. Maybe two years ago, but it seems like now. That core is getting a little bit banged up, a little bit older. Uh, they they're coming off a loss on the uh, yesterday, last night, as I am recording this, a three-two loss to the Minnesota Wild. Very good team. So, not obviously a a measure of you know how they've been playing recently, but still shows you nonetheless that you know they're a middle of the pack team of the division. I still think Detroit is can hang on. Even though they are four six and zero in their last ten, I still think that Detroit could could leapfrog them as we head down the road. But looking at this team, Boston sitting in fourth place in the Atlantic Division, thirty games played, 17-11-2 with thirty six points. Uh, very very low percentage chance of them even making some noise unless we see Tampa, Florida, and Toronto lose their mojo and Boston in that same breath get hot. But like I said, their their goalie situation is just something that 
I think the Lightning could go out there and and because we saw it in the last game, the Lightning obviously have had their fair share of injuries and now COVID over the last month, uh, last couple of weeks. I think we could go out there and and see the Lightning, even if they were to be depleted, which they are not now. They are at a hundred percent. I still think that we could see them go out there and. Not easily, but definitely get the job done out there. I mean, the goalie situation, like I have stated, nothing to be scared about. You got Jeremy Swayman, who is is not nothing to be scared about. And then you got Linus Allmark. So it, I look at this team, especially now with Kucherov in the lineup, I expect the Lightning to go out there and drop four goals. I think we're going to see a game that is almost identical to what we saw last night against Calgary, we will see on Saturday the Lightning do the same thing. Basically, do whatever they want out there on the ice. Obviously, the Lightning need to go out there and still play. I expect Vasilevsky to be in net. I think that we will see probably Elliott next week, probably on the second half of that back-to-back against Buffalo. But yes, I, I fully expect the Lightning to win this game I would say 4-1. I'll give a goal there for the for the Bruins at the end of the game for a cheapie. But even maybe a five spot. Who knows? Uh, this game could be either very tight in the beginning, as Boston Bruin games are known to be, or the Lightning could run away with this very early on, especially if I think Swayman is in net for Boston. So keep an eye on that. And I will be back tomorrow morning. Like I stated, with a YouTube episode as well as episodes on the regular platforms and make sure to tap the bell on the YouTube account. So once an episode drops, you'll be notified. You'll be notified. You won't be notified because that's not a word, but you'll be notified as soon as a new episode drops. And please go ahead and give us a thumbs up on YouTube so we can grow the the channel and we will be able to able to put out more episodes so in the meantime that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one